Welcome to the Celtic Way podcast, where we look to bring a fresh vision of spiritual life by nurturing a vibrant, evolving, and sustainable life with God in nature. Celtic spirituality is an ancient tradition of seeing God in everyone and in everything. And now introducing for this New Year's edition of the Celtic Way podcast, creative director Scott Jenkins and executive director of Celtic Way, Terry Thompson. January 21st, first COVID-19 case in the U.S. J-Lo and Shakira did a concert otherwise known as the Super Bowl halftime show. March 13th was not a Friday, but it is the day where schools in the U.S. began to shut down. Parasite won the Oscar for the best film. There were swarms of locusts in Africa. And Harvey Weinstein was sentenced to prison. We thought that somehow stockpiling toilet paper would help protect us from the virus. May 26 to the present, protests over Floyd's killing. June 2019 to the present, protests in Hong Kong. And on September 18th, Justice Ginsburg died. October 12th. Many historical markers are torn down across the U.S. On October 27th, the L.A. Dodgers win their first World Series since 1988. And just as important as the World Series on November 3rd, our country celebrated a presidential election. December 8th, the first COVID-19 vaccine was administered. In 2020, Australia had devastating wildfires and California joined in a little later. In 2020, we lost more titanic legends in the realm of sports, entertainment, politics, than we can even keep track of. Finally, actual Brexit happened. What did you all personally think or feel about 2020? (laughs) I think a lot of people probably wish 2020 wouldn't have happened or maybe would have happened in a very different way. Nobody could have predicted everything that we went through in this one year. But I would say this, one thing that I did better than probably any other time in my life to this point is I did way better at drinking. I drank way more than I think I ever have in my life. <laughs> I don't think you're alone in that, Matt. <laughs> I don't think so. How about you, Terry? What's your thoughts and feelings, impressions about 2020? Well, it was a mixed bag for me. It was the first year without my mom and my husband. So my family was dealing with many firsts without the icons of our family present. So there was there was a lot of hope and sadness mixed together. Aside from the changes in my family, we were able to celebrate my first daughter, Chelsea's graduation from California University of San Marcos. So she's the first college graduate in our family. And We sadly had to cancel the parties and the vacations and the things that we had planned. But the bottom line is she graduated from college and we're excited about that. And not just just any vacation. This is going to be your first family trip overseas to Italy. That's a heartbreaker. 
And I thought, you know, that was going to be our, our pilgrimage trip. We were going to see where my grandma grew up and we were going to spend a lot of time there. We had this wonderful vacation plan. And oddly enough, Italy was the one place we couldn't even think about going. You know, that got postponed. And on the back end of that, my second daughter, Caitlin, was able to actually spend her second year as a sophomore at the Colorado School of Mines. Last year, her college experience as a freshman got cut short at the dorms. One day I got a call and we had to just pick her up and she came home. But this year she's been able to live on campus While she's doing virtual classes, she's been able to study in small groups. She's had access to the labs in the campus. And engineering is is a difficult thing to do online at home alone. So she's uh, living in a sorority house, and she's able to have that experience, which I'm very grateful for. Her college COVID tests every week. And if anybody is positive, then they lock down the whole sorority or the whole house. And the good news is that I feel like she's very safe. I would say that I want to keep my eye on the blessings. My daughter and I both got COVID and thankfully we healed well from it and didn't have any complications. I know other folks who haven't been so lucky, so I count my blessings. I feel privileged to still have an income and a job while so many are suffering from unemployment. So I I just keep looking at the blessings and see everything through a different lens this year. You know, so many people have said to me a lot of negative things about 2020. There's no surprise there, right? People are like, hey, I am so over this. We're going to have the best New Year's Eve party, even if it's on Zoom. And it's like, I can't wait for this year to be over. I don't know what the hell they're thinking. It's something like magical, like you turn a page on a calendar and all of a sudden the sun's out and everything's great, you know. I want to ask the two of you because, you know, we're talking about New Year's, entering a new year. And it it seems to me, you know, how the Celtic people are big about seasons and everything. And it corresponds to seasons of life, right? So the three of us are very indifferent seasons of life. And as you look at the new year from the season that you're in, so if I can just be bold to say Matt Matt is still relatively in the summertime of his life, and Terry, and be delicate with this, you have just opened the door a little bit to autumn, perhaps, and you're seeing the leaves change colors in your life seasons. Let's talk about, just for a minute, being in different seasons of life. Well, let's not forget that you're in the winter. <laughs> so yeah, and then there's that. So let me I'm the one asking the questions here, lady. So talk about that in the in the seasons of life, how you're approaching a new year, maybe especially differently like you did in the spring of your life or whatever you want to say. Well, for me, I mean, you are saying I'm in the summer of my life. I don't know that I always feel that way. I'm in my mid-40s, and I have two teenage daughters. And I would say early on in life, right, when we're in our 20s, we're just thinking about having fun, bringing in the new year. And then after that, I think most of us make all sorts of New Year's resolutions for ourselves personally or our careers or whatever. But because my daughters are getting older, because I'm getting older, my oldest daughter is actually a senior in high school. So this is our last year having her in our house with us for the entire year. So I think as the new year shows up this year, it comes with more weight than it has in the past because 
I know that every year that goes by is one less year that I have on this earth to try to make some sort of difference. And so every new year, actually in the past few years, every new year comes with a little bit more weightiness that whatever I do this year, whatever I set my mind and heart to this year, I want it to matter and I want it to make some sort of lasting impact in this world. So that's my perspective going into 2021. As the seasons change and your kids grow old, New Year's Eve brings a whole new set of thoughts and worries. When my daughters started going out of the house on New Year's Eve, which Matt, that's in front of you, instead of staying up and partying, you're sitting at home worrying about if they're going to make it home safe, right? That's an autumn thing for me. I think as my daughter's age, my daughter's 23, and I know she's going to be out on New Year's Eve, it's it's this feeling of wanting to know she's okay. You know, yeah. text me after midnight, let me know you're okay, you're on the road. And so I'm a little bit ahead of you there, Matt. But I feel like for me, this autumn season is is very retrospective for me. You have the opportunity to look back on the year instead of partying and making all these new year's resolutions that you're probably not going to keep and i can look at so many pictures at so many wonderful new year's eve parties i I experienced over the years but i'm happy to take it easy this year it's not a year to be out and about and for me a lot of introspection for me this year especially because of all the changes having my oldest out of the house at college so this was my empty second empty nester year with them both out so it's it's a very different experience and i I think it has a lot to do with the season that i'm in such a different experience one because we can't go out even if we want to and two because each year you know there's so many changes that happen for me it's just about kind of thinking about all that and looking at what the next year is going to bring with optimism and hope we've always kept it real on this podcast so tonight as difficult as this is for me i'm going to keep it real as well i'm definitely in the winter season of my life i'm 68 years old and they tell me i've gained a little bit of wisdom through my life experiences which is good i've had my share of life experiences and reflection is very much a part of winter so i mean winter in terms of speed is a very slow time it's a deep reflective time about where my life has been and where it's headed you i think both of you have mentioned about the time we have left i feel that very strongly it's been reinforced in my life. My 49-year-old daughter succumbed to cancer less than three weeks ago. And it's been a, a deep season of loss and pain. It's been a season of remembering and laughing and crying with my grandchildren, the children she left behind. It's just such a, a real thing, this idea, this reality that the seasons of the year are mirrored with the seasons of our life. And each season brings a different voice if we can just stop and listen to it. In the springtime of life, who the hell is listening to voices like that? I'm listening to music and my friends and going, life is fast. And summertime, it's full. But in fall, you're right, Terry, the leaves of our lives begin to change. We don't move quite as quickly. We're maturing. We're kind of confident in who we are. And wintertime really brings this sense of quiet you know matt was just saying he's got now some inches of snow on the ground and terry you and i we've had some covering of snow i opened the window about three o'clock in the morning and when the snow is on the ground it's really quiet out there it's really time to reflect on the season of life 
The Celtic New Year actually happens on October 31st, November 1st. The old pagan Celts called it Samhain. The church planted All Saints Day on that. Such a reminder that New Year's Day is really like this bridge between the gift and the value and the legacy of the past is connected to the present and, and the future of what lies ahead. And even though New Year's January 1st is not a big Celtic holiday, I think we can take what the Celts were trying to say about November 1st and say, well, you might like to forget the past year, but it's going to follow you over this bridge to the present about who you are. It's this whole thing about the past following us over this bridge and carrying on into the future. A look at the list that we read, obviously, it's a tough, tough year. But I think there is something positive, too, about entering New Year's on January 1st. We can't ignore what happened in 2020. Obviously, the pandemic is still with us more than ever. But there is something that the New Year brings that's such a gift to us. I, I used to believe, you know, like we're walking across this bridge into the future. I don't know about that. I think sometimes maybe the future is rushing to meet us every moment of every hour of every day. I think the future is like the spirit that is coming to us and saying, there are unknown things lying ahead of us. And boy, after 2020, that can be like, okay, now I'm filled with anxiety. Like, what's coming next, right? We're so busy living our daily lives that these wonderful things come to us and they just pass us by. And now, because of the environment that we're living in, maybe we'll all slow down enough. Maybe the gift of the COVID pandemic is that we'll all slow down enough to see those gifts when they come to us, to recognize them, to embrace them, to be yeah. optimistic about whatever that change is that's coming to us. What's the silver lining in that? Instead of just going through each day and going through our routines and getting, 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 doing, doing, doing. I love what you say about the future coming to us. I really want to make it my intention this year to have my eyes wide open to see what that future is going to bring with optimism and hope. I think metaphorically speaking, I'm right with you. I don't I think it's really interesting to me symbolically that that the vaccines are happening in December. Mm -hmm. where the season is slow. You get a vaccine and the question the future brings across the bridge to us is, how do you want to live your life now? Do you want to live it like you did before? Or is the hidden awful gift in this pandemic the question of how are we going to live? Because obviously we need to live differently and put values in different places than we did before. It's really quite a time, I think. It reminds me about living in the future, living in the moment, living on the edge, right? And I was thinking about all the Celtic monasteries, some that I've actually visited over in the UK, <laughs> that are literally on the edge. The early Christian movement in the Celtic lands were not like, hey, dude, we're in the city. Let's be urban people. Uh -uh. When the cities started growing, they moved further and further away. You find a lot of monasteries out in no man's land. You find them in Lindisfarne, Iona, Whitby, Jarrow, Whithorn. These are isolated places intentionally. The early Christian Celts were really called that, man, these people are edgy. 
you know this phrase, Matt, you, I don't think you're too young to know this phrase. You meet somebody and then they leave and you and your friends are like, wow, he's out there. <laughs> right? Yeah, actually, more people probably say that about me after talking to them than the other way around. Then I didn't want to say that, but thanks for admitting that. But I, I love that idea of living on the edge, that Celtic concept, because too often in our modern faith circles and modern church circles, we just find ourselves right in the heart of where everything is going on and we're trying to be relevant within our culture and all of these different types of things. And that just wasn't the thinking of early Celtic Christians. No. You know, you, I think about them as edgy people. These are explorers. These are these are people who loved adventure before Christianity came and when Christianity came they're like we're still going to be adventurers, you know. Do you do y'all know about the white martyrdom? Somebody gets his calling from God and he could be married and he builds this little circular little boat. And it has a sail in it. And he says goodbye to his family. And he gets in this boat and he puts the sail up and he goes wherever the wind blows him. Now, I'm sure some of these people died in the ocean. But a lot of them ended up on a shore that they're like, well, I have no idea where I am. Then they take this little, little boat and the mast and the sail and they bring it to the shore and they build a fire out of it. So there's no going back. The whole thing about building the fire is the people who live around there see the fire. And they're going to come and check it. Who are you? What are you doing here? And it's his opportunity to create a new future, a new tomorrow. He brings with them the message of the good news, the gospel. And Scott, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe when Elijah calls Elisha to follow him, Elisha burns all of his farm equipment right on the spot. He does. Yep. Once you make this commitment, there's no turning back. This is the adventuresome of the Celtic spirit, so much so that in their writings, they talk about that the edge has become their center. Their willingness to push boundaries, their willingness to go to extremes, the willingness to live safety and security behind, that becomes the center of their life, which is really a hallmark of the personality of these people. For people who know us and for people who know you, I mean, that's the Celtic spirit inside of you, that's the Celtic spirit inside of me, that sometimes we don't know where we're going or what we're forging. and. No. And when, as you're telling these stories, it's like this innateness. It's like, I can relate to that. I mean, that's in my spirit. And it mm -hmm. feels like that stepping into those those shoes again of that spirituality that just feels so right. Like it's right. okay to take those chances. And it's okay to not know. And it's okay to fail. And, and yeah. it's okay to succeed. And maybe that's the lesson. And then following in the footsteps of Jesus, when you think socially how he lived on the edge, he was with the marginalized, the lepers, the prostitutes, the tax collectors. He did things for Romans that Jewish people would have never done. That's our legacy. And through the history of the church, people like John Wesley and St. Francis come along. And it takes a church exactly like you're talking about, Matt, who's become very comfortable being at the center of society. And Wesley and, and St. Francis and Howard Thurman and 
Martin Luther King Jr. come along and they just drag us out of the center and saying, you've got to get into the edginess of the gospel. It's really cool. And New Year's carries with it the month of January for those people. And isn't it fascinating that on December 21st, we all had this quote unquote star to go out and look at. The coming together of Saturn and Jupiter created this star event, and how many people didn't think about the star of the wise men? And it's such a gift of the new year that brings to us, still culminating in the Christmas season, that these wise men, former enemies of the Jewish people, people who had enslaved the Jews, are given the gift of revelation in nature. The star leads these former enemies, these worshipers of false gods, you know, several thousand miles away, who knows how long it took them. The invasion of Bethlehem is really this open door to everybody, no matter what your past, no matter where you're from, that God is just in terms of persona is speaking to everybody around the globe all the time through nature. And I love it that this story ends up in one of the Gospels because nobody can say God's not talking to us through nature. As Erigena said, God comes to us in two footprints. One is the scriptures, one is through nature. And coming into the new year, what a message for us to hold on to. It's just all, all about radical inclusiveness, to shout out, hey, everybody here is welcome. And if you don't hear it through the scriptures, open your eyes. As Terry said, have this awareness that what God is shouting to us through, through nature. I want to close with these two things is that in American society today, we just live through the whole Black Lives Matter movement. We need to really embody that, right? In the Celtic spirit who welcomed everybody into their doors. And the other thing is the pandemic has become the number one issue. But there's another global crisis underneath, and that's the ecological crisis. And God and nature both are speaking to us through this pandemic, through the rising of the seas, Terry, you and I talked about this, to the rising of the temperatures, to the melting of the caps. We are positioned, if we take the time to stop, slow down, and listen, our awareness can expand. We can be edgy people once more and bring a prophetic and a hopeful voice for the coming new year. I'm fixated on this. I'm pretty excited about it all. I feel like we're following the wise men. The star was in the sky. We can make it happen. As always, support the podcast by subscribing to it, giving it a five-star rating, and writing a review. Visit our website at CelticWay.org and subscribe to our updates. While you're there, please consider becoming a sustainable donor so that the message of Celtic Way can continue to influence the world today. Also, like us on Facebook at Celtic Way.